Full-time reaction to Hearts 1, Celtic 4 here at Tynecastle. I've got Martin with me to go over it. Martin, I thought coming here, it's always a tough game. You're always expecting a tough game, but I thought that was one of our best performances of the season by a, by a country mile. Uh, and it's back to that age-old argument about was one team good or was the other team not so good. And I thought today, Celtic in particular, starting with how we performed, I thought our performance was was exceptional. Um, that, I mean, that team's really come together now where you look at each individual player mm. and what they bring to that team and their strength across every area of the park and then what they what they contribute as a, as a unit. Mm. I'm really, really confident in the ability of this team. And then you look at Hearts and I thought they were really toothless. I thought they gave us too much space on the ball. Having said that, the Christmas of our passing, um, our desire, our work, our work ethic versus Hearts, we were a bit lethargic at times. I thought the combination of both Hearts being pure and Celtic being exceptional meant that it was a really one-sided game and obviously the early goal settles the nerves. But the only surprise in that game today was that we didn't win it by, by a greater margin than three. Mm. Aye, I thought we were excellent. When you come here, you never want to let Hearts start well and get the crowd up because we know that the atmosphere can, can get up at, at Tynecastle. But I thought we started the game brilliantly, controlled it. And after only a few minutes, we scored an excellent goal. Um, I can't remember if it's Palma or Hattati that plays the ball over the top, but Matt O'Reilly meets it coming over his shoulder, volleys into the far corner. And I thought all afternoon... He may be tired a bit towards the end, but Matt O'Reilly's head and shoulders above MDLs in the what park. What a player he's turning out to be. I mean, just that, an absolute, lucky enough, my wee boy got his top after the Motherwell game. He's just, as a human being, he's a lovely, lovely person. Um, my wee boy actually met him the game after that in the Champions League, and he, he remembered him and spoke to him about the top and said, you still got my top and I was just a lovely, lovely <laughs> guy. So yeah. I've been fortunate enough to, to experience that and to observe his, 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 his personality and the type of person he is. But on the pitch, what, what a guy. He spoke a lot about Brendan Rodgers and the impact he's had on him. And I don't think he, he's, there's, there's ever an intention for him to put down what Postacoglu uh, and the O'Reilly relationship looked like. Mm. And I don't buy into that, that stuff either, but I think what he is telling us is the relationship he's got with Rodgers is really, really strong. And you can see that in his performances. He's bringing goals. I mean, his finish against Motherwell was... I've watched that 100 times, and I think I've watched his, his goal today 200 times. It was just <laughs> sublime. And I think what was happening today, and it was evident in, 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 in the um, early stages of the game, his hearts were trying to be resolute at the back. They were allowing us to to, to, to push forward. We were winning the midfield battle. They were certainly losing the midfield battle. And because we were winning the midfield battle, um, we had a little bit of time on the ball just to spray the ball, whether it be left or right. Particularly, I thought, down Maeda's side, down the right-hand side, the number of times we played that ball yeah. into space and they had yards of space to run into. Yeah. But equally down the left-hand side as well. And, of course, the goal came down that left-hand side. What a finish. I mean, it just made that look easy. I mean, that's. I mean, if Messi or Ronaldo scored that, it'd be headlines mm. on Sky Sports. Mm. What a goal. What a finish. Nestle mm. just nicely in the corner of the net. Mm. Ah, it was incredible. I thought he was integral in the second goal as well. Um, in the build-up into Hattati, and Hattati finds Maeda. Some of his passing, his footwork in the first half as well, I thought he was excellent. I thought Hattati was good as well. Um, we go in 2-0 up after that Maeda goal. Um and we get, looks like the perfect start to the second half, I think it's 12 seconds in, uh, Hattati wins the penalty and he misses it. And again, that's just a period in the game where you think you don't want that to give Hearts a, something in the game because the crowd gets up. Um, you don't want them to get any momentum, but shortly after that, um, Kyogo, again, typical Kyogo performance. Um, he's just waiting to pounce and he, he does, he's few touches, but that ball comes to him in the centre of this, the 18 yard box and you're certain it's a goal. I mean, one of the fascinating things about today was we got really, really deep into the opposition penalty box and we had a number of players. So if we didn't score with the first chance, the ball was breaking in our Celtic player. And that doesn't happen by accident. That's because we're so positive and our play was so offensive. I mean, that second goal, I know it went to VAR, 
but I think there must have been three or four Hearts players on the line mm -hmm. because we scored it from centimetres outside of the, yeah. the, the goal line yeah. um, and there was a number of players in the, in the six-yard box when we scored that and similarly with Kyogo's goal I mean, to the penalty, the point you make about the penalty, I'm not sure who our penalty taker should be going forward there eh? with Fry Kyogo, yeah. tried to attack, yeah. the captain's had a shot of doing it yeah. I think O'Reilly maybe as well but there's been a few candidates but we do need to identify a penalty taker it's, it's extraordinary for a team who scores very rarely from corners, from free mm -hmm. kicks and from, from the penalty Can spot. We don't get many penalty, penalty spots. <laughs> the number of goals that we score. Yeah. And it's just because we are such a hard-working team and there are so many goal scorers in that mm -hmm. team. As much as Kyogo gets a lot of goals, there are so many of the midfielders and the other offensive-type players and defenders that score goals mm -hmm. in that team. Um, but the third goal for me, killed again. I mean, 2-0, there was never a way back. But yeah. at, at three, um, for me, the game was well and truly over. Mm -hmm. The one blemish on the performance is obviously not getting a clean sheet, losing the goal. I thought we'd, for, we'd a wee two-minute spell we were overplaying on the right-hand side and it could have went out to Greg Taylor once or twice and we kept overplaying it on, on the right-hand side. And then Maeda gets the ball back and, and plays a slack pass and to be fair to Shank, it's a decent finish round scales but just a wee bit sloppy and, and we don't get a clean sheet. One of the things Hearts did wrong was they sat too deep and they played Shanklin more in a midfield position than, than number nine and of course he has a good number nine, he gets a lot of goals. So when Shanklin pushed up, I wasn't surprised to see that we get one or two chances. There's always going to be a tiny bit of complacency as well and they are always going to get a couple of chances and I think in that one, I think I'm right in saying that before Shanklin scored, they had an opportunity, they had a shot before mm -hmm. that and then it broke kindly for Shanklin and a good finish. But 3-1, I wasn't concerned. You know, even had it gone 3-2, I wasn't concerned. I knew we had another goal or two in us. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we made the subs just to freshen things up a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't say the subs made a huge difference, but um, just 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 by virtue of making the subs, yeah. it brought a bit of freshness and a different dimension mm -hmm. to the team. I thought James Forrest looked looked quite sharp when he came on. Um, he was going past players like he was 18, I eh? know. I, uh, I don't know if that was because his brother was playing. He, he wanted to make sure he, he was on it. But, he um, went past Sibic, I remember that. He did. Uh, dropped the shoulder, went past him and left him. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was a couple of occasions he'd done something similar. So... It was good to see him do that because yeah. too often the ball comes to him he just plays a simple pass back. Aye, absolutely. Um, as you say, subs freshen it up. We get the likes of Kyogo, McGregor off the pitch um, with the, the big game on Wednesday. Obviously really tough for us in that group um, against the, the top team in the group on Wednesday. But um, we're at home. We've got to just go and put in as high a level of performance as we can and hope we get something. Well, the team, what I would say is the team first and foremost have improved game on game on game and we're playing at the, the, you know, the, the best we've played all season and we've got you know, a good selection of personnel available to us, a good bench and certainly a strong starting eleven. I don't think we've got any injuries other than Abada. Um, obviously the Abada situation is not ideal either with regards to will he feature on the team any time in the near future. I hope he does. Um, but this is a tough game. Atletico Madrid is a step up from Feyenoord and, and a step up from Lazio. What I would say is in those first two games we've competed and I still can't believe, you know, even though the dust has settled that we didn't take anything from both those games. But I think we're all a bit sick of the sob story stuff, eh? And hard luck story. We need to go out and and play with the confidence we played in those first two games, retain the ball the way we have, but try and be a bit more clinical mm. um, and try and cut out the mistakes, you know, red cards and, and, and Holland and then, you know, okay, a, a mistake by Carter Vickers um, and very unlucky with the offside decision for our goal. But we just need to go out there and, and, you know, do what we've done in the first two games and just hope some of the breaks go our way. We desperately need a, well, a result, probably a victory, mm. if we're being honest, eh, to the way that group's panning yeah. out, there could be a couple of friendlies if we get beat on <laughs> get beat on Wednesday. But I'm really, really, really looking forward to the game. That's a team that's playing high in confidence mm -hmm. and uh, there's there's so many options for goals in that team yeah. and throughout the team, from the goalkeeper all the way up to Kyogo up top and on the bench, um, there's lots and lots of ability in that team. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about the game. Mm, big step up, big step up on Wednesday. Um, one final observation on today at the end, um, the majority of the Celtic end in a chorus for for Brendan Rodgers, um, which is the first time I've heard that uh, to round us off on today. Can you, 
Can you pick somebody from another match? Um, I just on the Ben Rogers, if you don't mind. First, yeah, yeah, I was per personally, I was a fan when he came back. I was, I wasn't one of those who was against the reappointment of Brendan Rodgers. I was disappointed when he left, the same as everybody else, but kind of understood to some extent. It was just the the midnight flick that I think upset me a little bit. Um, but can never forget what what he, what he did for this club when he was here and the trophies that he won and how he helped us dominate Scottish football. And I'm convinced he'll do that again, mm. regardless of who comes in uh, across the city at Rangers, managerial or, or personnel player-wise. Mm. Rodgers is here to dominate Scottish football again. We need to get behind him. So I was absolutely delighted to hear him singing his name. Yeah, I think today, and as the weeks go by, it's looking more like a Brendan Rodgers team. Aye, absolutely. I mean, some of the criticism in the early part of the season was, was outrageous with a lot of big players out. But just delighted for him today. And you can see he has gradually, the fans have started... I mean, I'm sure there's still a section of the fans that yeah. are against him and will never, ever support him. But today, you know, for a small support of five, six hundred fans, you know, it was loud. Mm. He would have been probably nobody not saying his name there at the end, so I was really delighted for him because um, he's shown his... I mean, it's brave of him to come back in the first place and he's come back and said that he wished he, wished he, hadn't, he hadn't left. Um, so delighted for him and for man of the match. Uh, that's a tough one. I thought it was a lot of candidates, but probably back to the, the man we are talking about earlier on today, I would say. I don't know if he got it or not, but I'd say Matt O'Reilly mm. for me, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Matt O'Reilly for me. Like the video, comment out your own thoughts below. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll see you during the week for the build-up to that Champions League game. Cheers.